The central bank says it is so concerned about the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on small and medium-scale businesses who are finding it difficult to service their loans. It is advising commercial banks to restructure loans taken by these businesses. The CBN is suggesting a myriad of measures, including alterations of interest rates and repayment time scales. However, the loan restructuring recommendation does not apply to chronic loan defaulters who jump from one bank to another, obtaining loans without repayments. In those cases, the CBN has given approval to banks to access their accounts in any bank and remove their loan repayments and accrued interests, starting from the 1st of August. Will these CBN measures impact the economy and save it from a looming recession? Hello and welcome to Now, a general news podcast which examines the significant stories in and about Nigeria. I am Juliet Obata. Director of Corporate Communications, Central Bank of Nigeria, Isaac Okorafo, talks to us about banks ready to execute the loan restructuring measures. As we speak, 22 banks out of 27 of them have responded with an application to the CBN to be allowed to restructure 35,639 loans of this set of borrowers, just to cushion the effect. Financial manager and advisor at Kathina Advisory, Wale Ogundari, thinks loan restructuring should not be a primary focus for this government. I'm saying they have put the cash before the horse. The economy itself is what needs to be restructured first. Not that you go and meet one sector of the economy and say bank restructure. Owner of Mobile Screens and Sounds Limited, Tubosukola Daisi, emphasizes the indispensability of banks in the growth of business. It's difficult to be in the technical slash equipment business without bank support because they're quite capital intensive. So unless you probably won the lottery or a, or a huge inheritance, you have to work with banks. Stakeholders in the banking sector believe that the CBN's guideline on the restructuring of loans is a good development because banks will no longer be turning out non-performing loans and the CBN would also benefit from the stability of the banking system. Walu Ogudari is a financial manager and advisor with Katina Advisory. He tells Bumiyakini that the loan restructuring recommendation by the CBN will provide some respite for borrowers who are struggling to bounce back after the lockdown. Um, I like the way you mentioned the ordinary man on the street. So, yes, the move by itself of restructuring loans simply means if you're owing, say, 100000 and you're supposed to pay within the next one year, what CBN has done is they've stretched it to maybe um, three years. That's as simple as it can get. That's what restructuring means. They just help you restructure the terms and conditions around the loan. Classic example is, so the stress of trying to pay 100000 within one year, They've broken it down that, okay, no, you know, now you can pay the loan over the next three years. So people will feel some slight sucker, some slight uh, sense of relief that at least if I was paying say, 10000 naira a month before in repayment, now I'll only be paying maybe 4000 every month in terms mm -hmm. of repayment. So This actually seems like a relief for medium and macro businesses who have been struggling to pay up their loans. What do you think? Even if you 
structure loans, you know, if I'm supposed to be paying 10,000 naira, I can't pay. What makes you think that the fact that you're not saying I can pay 4,000 naira, that I can pay 4,000 naira? Because that's the question nobody will ask. They just say, ah, your loan has been restructured. Now you should be able to afford it. What makes you think I can afford it? Because the economic fundamentals, when I say economic fundamentals, every man on the street expects to be able to live in one shape or form, you know, to make money in one shape or form is what they're doing. Mental problem of Nigeria is a lack of identity. If you look at any country that is doing well in the world today, they have an identity, and everything they do as a, as a country, socially, economically, culturally, they follow that identity. That identity defines them. Nobody has a clue on how to say, "Look, I want to go to this country." So when I hear people saying, "Oh," There's restructuring, the banks are restructured. Hey, everybody's not restructured. What are you restructuring? that will make us enjoy the restructuring as soon as that. Are you saying that, are you saying that it is not um, appropriate for Nigerian banks to go this way of restructuring? I'm, I'm saying they have put the cash before the horse. What should they have done? The economy itself is what needs to be restructured best. Not that you go and meet one sector of the economy and say banks restructure. Okay, but is that the job of the bank? to put all those things you have mentioned in place? No, it's the job of the government. The people who are putting pressure on the banks to restructure is the same government. The banks by themselves will not just get up due to their generosity and say we want to restructure all our loans. But you see, when they restructure, it still won't benefit the man on the... The restructuring that they restructure, has it repaired loans? No. Has it made the cost of goods cheaper? No. Has it made the cost of bread cheaper? No. Is it going to reduce the cost of guys? No. Are you going to reduce the cost of uh, tomato in the market? No. But don't you, but don't you think um, the farmer or the business people who really want this thing to be restructured, don't you think yes. they'll find it uh, pleasing to hear this news of restructuring? So, pleasing news will only last for about three to six months. So, what? We are right back to square one, not making enough money. Then each person is not going to the bank again. Uh, is there a way in which we can restructure this? Because the man who will pay, remember everybody is selling one good or one service. And, you know, people in the economy are the ones that will pay for it. The man who will pay for it, he's still feeling a serious thing. You know, he's not making money as he should, should be making. Or the bulk of what he should make is being wasted on lack of infrastructure. As long as infrastructure as a country remains poor, as long as people will still need to, you know, want to set up a factory. And then they'll be thinking of the cost of generator. And the cost of running generator for the next one to five years. As long as that remains part of it, and everybody still want to know roads are bad, oh, there's kidnapping, oh, you know, all of those insecurity issues, all of those issues, as long as we retain them and we continue to grapple with them, we're not going to go anywhere as a, as a country. I'm sorry. Okay. You know, so, as an advisor of many years of um, experience, if you have yes. your client who is a farmer and he comes to you with this news of um, Nigeria banks restructuring his loan to pay in the next um, four years, yes. what would you tell him? What I'll tell him is that, uh, you see, for businesses, what I tell them to do is you need to learn how to operate as efficient as possible and reduce your wastages. You need to be very efficient. So what you'll find if you if you move closer with a lot of people who manage businesses is that Nigerians plan wastages as part of their everyday business tenant. Plan employee laziness as part of their business tenant. They plan people who will 
steal from their business as part of their business tenant. Because they will tell you that, particularly in the farming sector, you know, if you set up something in the farm and you don't go there, you know, say people will steal all your crops before you know all the crops that you've harvested. 20, 30, 40% of it will be stolen. So plan that they will steal 20 to 40% of it already. I always tell people, you must plan to be very efficient. If there are things you need to put in place to checkmate that stealing, put it in place. If there are things to make sure that you buy efficiently. So part of the wastages is the way people go about their procurement system, as an example. So make sure that your procurement system is efficient. So make sure that you are buying at a good price. You know, depending on what you're doing. So if it's fertilizers, make sure you buy fertilizers at a certain time of the season. Not when fertilizers are expensive. You know, little, little things like that. Be efficient in how you operate because... Once you're efficient in how you operate, then at least you'll be able to enjoy the fruits of that restructuring. So instead of every month saying, I need to pay 10000 at least now it's 4000 So please make sure you're generating 4000 plus X, so you can at least repay your 4000 at the end of every month. As part of its intervention program for small business owners, the CBN says it introduced 60 billion Naira targeted credit facilities to small and medium enterprises which would act as a working capital support for these businesses to help them continue in business to ensure that the economy does not decline or go into a recession. Are businesses benefiting from these interventions? And how are business owners reacting to the loan restructuring recommendation by the CBN? Smart Oluwole Akpejoye is the managing director of Rebot Farms. He tells Bumi Yekini his experience trying to access the CBN loan. Yes, there is the agreement loan that has been hung since sometime early last year, or sometime mid, mid last year, that has been going on. And um, though the response has been very, very sluggish, very, very slow, but at least it's a work in progress, yes. On the other hand, there is a COVID-19 package uh, by CBN, a 50 billion loan, soft loan for, for farmers, for SME generally, small and medium uh, enterprise owners. Did you apply for the loan? Yes, I applied. I applied, I was given approval. Up to this moment, as I talked to you, I have not had disbursement. The irony of it is that over so many people that applied that got approval up to this moment have not had disbursement. The agency handling it is called NASA. NASA don't respond to email. They don't pick telephone calls. Even at their office here in Lagos, they are so arrogant that they hardly pick your calls or they even hardly want to even provide any answer. It's like they don't even know what they are doing. And you see, the blame comes back to the government. This is not the government now. These are the people that are supposed to manage this thing, but they are not managing it properly. And again, if you go and investigate, you'll try to find out that maybe the Nigerian factor has also creeping into NASA. And that is why they are not doing what, what, what they are supposed to do. The CBN governor was on air to talk about it. That if you have an approval, if you have submitted your account details, 48 hours, if you have not gotten a credit payment, please send email message. Up to this moment, send message, do anything, there has not been response. It's over a month. So you now begin to look at, they will go out, a blowing trumpet that they have done this, they have done that, which is all true. I know of one or two persons that have received ease, I know of that. But of the majority that had approval, up to this moment, they have not had disbursement. Okay, what was the reason they gave for not um, getting the loan to you? They are not even responding to email messages sent to their official email address. They are not responding. There is nobody you talk to there. They seem not to have answer, or they seem to be dodging your dodging your questions. Okay, what 
were the processes for applying for the loan? The process for applying for the loan is supposed to go online. It came up first of April. The, the CBN governor announced it towards March ending. You go to NASA website and you will fill a form. It will now give you a response that um, they have received the application. It is under process. You will be called up. So normally what most of us do is to continue to visit the site occasionally. So in one aspect, I visited the portal and I saw supply your BBN, which I did. Some other people that also did the same also supplied their BBN of almost about 14 that I know only one person was paid. Only one person had a disbursement. Only one of about 14. And when you send messages to them, they are not responding. When you call them, they are not picking their calls. So that has been the problem. It is a fantastic intervention from the federal government. We should be commended. But the operators have turned themselves to God. They have seen that that, I think that money belongs to them and they do what they like. Presently, are you servicing any loan from perhaps the government? No, presently I have no loan whatsoever, either with whether with any bank or what I've, what I've done so far and what I'm doing presently has been set financed. Are you aware of this loan restructuring by banks? Yeah, you see, about the loan restructuring, for, they are for those that have accessed loan in the past. Those that have accessed loan in the past, what they have done is that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they felt you might not be able to meet your target. And the CBN came up with, say, okay, because normally if you have a loan and you don't pay the loan on the due date, there is a penalty. The penalty will now add to the interest. So what, what the central bank did, per se, is to say, okay, now knock off the, the penalty and also restructure, restructure the loan because of the fact that if you have the money, if you can pay, then you go ahead and pay. But if you don't have it, just restructure it. For some people that I know that are into um, food processing, like Gary, this promotable that that had their soft loan, they are paying back because while the pandemic was going on, the price of Gary rose up. So I, I know of one or two persons that he has been paying, paying the farmer himself. But at least we must commend the CBN for that for that gesture. It puts you at comfort because if you know that you have a loan to pay and it has been restructured, that the that there is no penalty, you'll be more comfortable, you'll be more focused. The CBN's initial proposition was for banks to restructure 65% of the loans owed by borrowers in the targeted category so that more businesses and households would benefit from the restructuring. But the banks say they are only able to rejig the payments for 41% of the loans given to their customers. So how far have these banks gone in executing this recommendation by the APES Bank? This was the question Kadiria Ahmed asked Isaac Okora for the Director of Media and Communication of the Central Bank of Nigeria. As we speak, 22 banks out of 27 of them have responded with an application to the CBN to be allowed to restructure 35,639 loans of this set of borrowers just to cushion the time. And this represents about 41.9% of the loan of the entire loan portfolio in the economy. It is a very um, positive response from the bank. It shows that the banks are willing. And all these firms, all these small businesses, all these SME, SMEs will benefit from such uh, relief, if you like. Such um, palliative. It's actually a palliative. And the economy and the economy itself is better for it because people will adjust to it and the economic growth will resume. So the, the, did you give them any guidelines in terms of 
deciding, you know, what sort of loans they should, you know, look at for if you like a restructuring, because some of the feedback we're getting from some small and medium scale businesses is that they have been deemed not to qualify, ironically, because they have defaulted in paying their loans as a result of the pandemic. If the default is traceable to the impact of the pandemic, that's exactly what this forbearance system is expected to, um, expected to, to solve. So they, they should qualify, but, but we still left it to the borrowers should approach their banks. They will sit down and look at the factors behind the default or factors confronting the borrowers. And they come up. So it is from there that the application will be forwarded to us. And of course, we don't rule out the fact that uh, some borrowers may have defaulted even before this pandemic. And for people, uh, it can be difficult for them to make a, a good case for, for the problem. So if um, someone is having issues with their bank because they've been told you don't qualify because you defaulted, is there anything that uh, the CBN advises them to do? Of course, such borrowers, if they believe they have a genuine case, they can write to the Consumer Protection Department of CBN mm. to make a case. And if, if it is seen, and that the CBN can um, intervene in that. And the application by the banks that you said, um, has, has it been approved by the CBN? We have to look at all of them. And um, I'm sure some of them have been approved. And so it goes on and on and on. We keep looking at the, the merits of this. Now, on the issue of the um, CBN Intervention Fund for small and medium-scale businesses, you talked about the fact that uh, you set up a, a facility that allowed both small and medium-scale businesses as well as households to apply for some sort of funding to help cushion the hardest uh, impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, again, I'd like you to help me with an assessment of how that program is going. I guess you are talking about the 50 billion Yes. It has gone well. We, it, oh, it's basically exhausted, but uh, there is consideration by money management to increase it so that it will reach more people. After we have uh, done almost uh, 92,000 um, households and small businesses. So we from, where, that, from where we stand... And we have discovered that, yes, this level, this segment of the economy requires this so that um, life will return to what it was before the pandemic. So there are people, again, who've applied for that loan, been approved, and have not actually received the funds, and they haven't been contacted. Nobody has called them to explain exactly what is going on. Are you aware of this? Well, it was announced that the, the processing of the loan has been suspended. We didn't say it, it has been stopped. See, the problem is that some people apply and they think they are coming without the credit. It doesn't work that way. It is based on the documentation, the document you supply. You don't need to talk to, any, talk to anybody who's online. You have to be sure that, one, you have an account. Two, that you have a business. You start a grant. I'm appealing to Nigerians to exercise patience and that we will soon resume. And when we resume, we will make it available, uh, make the loans available. There is no way you can satisfy everybody. We, our own resources are also limited. A matter of first come, first time. That's what we have tried to do. What I wanted to try and get from you is, I'm talking about processes here. If I don't have enough money, I'm not going to approve the loan for people. So I'm assuming you knew how much money you had before you started. I'm assuming you saw people's applications. And what we are wondering is why you would approve a loan that you know you don't have a capacity to pay. 
let me tell you how the system works. As you system gets slow, it keeps coming. And by the time now, look at the time it took you to submit your information. So many thousands would have submitted their own. And it comes, it keeps flowing. All I'm saying is this. We will get back to all those who applied and who received information that their loan had done. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you about something else. Um, I think last year there was some sort of. Um, I think it might be a policy a point, a announcement. If it isn't, please correct me. Um, saying that banks were going to be given the right to go into the accounts of chronic uh, debtors and actually take out money. This was now um, supposed to kick in in August. Has this policy been reviewed or are we still in line for banks to be able to do this kind of thing so that they can recover money owed by chronic debtors? The, the policy will take effect from August 1. It's the global standard instruction. And the aim of this policy is to ensure that chronic debtors, I mean, and especially I mean, those uh, debtors who will go to Bank 1 and um, borrow money will not service it and move the account to bank two, open another account and borrow money and book to bank three and borrow money without paying the first one. It, it, it's having an impact, it's had a negative impact of making banks become uh, loan avert. They were not, uh, they were, became credit avert and they were not giving out loans. And so because of that, we felt as a as regulator that there is the need to put in place this policy such that if you borrow from bank one, and you're unable to pay, and you have, an, have resources in bank two, we will take that money and pay the loan in bank one. And it is, it is important, it's actually morally very sound to do that because um, it destroyed the credit culture. Tuba Sukola Daisi, founder of Mobile Screens and Sounds Limited, providers of LED screens and sound equipment for events, believes that the central bank palliatives were perhaps well-intentioned but badly executed. He explains to Abdul Okwechime that many entrepreneurs couldn't access this government intervention. The CBN is not doing it directly. They are using a financial outfit to help with palliatives. So uh, it's not restructuring in that sense. They borrow you money to give you as palliatives for the meantime so that you don't push a lot of your staff into the employment market. But unfortunately, a lot of us applied. Some got, some did not get. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of feedback that what they applied as compared to what they got was very, very, very small. It won't really help that much. But at least I guess it's still something. If you are supposed to be servicing a loan, how will you have been coping? It's difficult to be in the technical slash equipment business without bank support because they're quite capital intensive. So unless you probably won the lottery or, or a huge inheritance, you have to work with banks. So we've worked with banks. Banks have funded our equipment. And, you know, along the line, COVID hit, and then we got stuck. So what we've done is approached the banks to help us restructure the loans until activity picks up again. Can you give me an estimate of how much money you'll have lost in this period? Oh, wow. <laughs> Don't give me a headache trying to think about it. But I mean, it's in the millions, quite a lot of money in terms of turnover. Mobile Screen and Sound Limited is about entertainment. It's about taking 
uh, your screens and equipment to event places to for performances now we have been locked down now the pandemic has changed the way concerts are done how have you been coping it hasn't been easy at all what we do is we're usually the technical partners of a lot of events and then when i say events i mean it cuts across we're talking social events which can be weddings can be birthdays can be funerals we're talking corporate events you know product launches end of year parties we're talking concerts we're talking religious even these churches as well who unfortunately are also closed and we're also talking sports so the events we do cut across so we provide stage light led screen sound equipment production power and yeah that's basically it. As an individual, what lessons have you learned this period? The huge lessons I've learned is do not put all your eggs in one basket. Diversification is key. And if you're just facing one business or one line of product and you find yourself caught on unawares like we've all done, I mean, it's, you're not going to be able to sustain yourself. I have a couple of friends in the industry that this is all they do. They don't have anything else. And they are really struggling right now. Really, really, really struggling. So what I've learned is, you know, Yes, have your core business, but make sure you have your hands in one or two other pies, so that at least for sustenance until things get back. And what advice will you have for people who are coming into this business at this time or after now? Well, I mean, for people coming in, I'm not sure anybody will want to commit any funds to come into this business right now, unless, you know, they have some funds to play with so that they can position themselves before things open up. Because like I said, I believe things will open up. So it is still a very huge market. When things come back, there's always jobs. In this part of the world, we're a very celebratory a very party-oriented, fun-oriented set of human race. So it's an investment that will always pay off. On a final note, what challenges have you faced being a pioneer in this particular sector of that industry? What challenges have you faced so far? In the beginning, there's the challenge of there's a particular product that is our flagship product, and those are called LED screens. LED screens are what you see people use for advertisement now as compared to projectors that people used to use in those days for their events. So first of all, it was the acceptance. People were not sure about the product or if it's going to work or if it's not going to work or if it's going to go up because it's fully electronic. And, you know, there were a couple of people doing it before and I guess they didn't buy the right equipment. So it messed up a few events. So a lot of people were scared to take it. That's number one. Number two is uh, infrastructure because... We play generally in the Nigerian market, not just Lagos. So a trip that would ordinarily take you one hour, you want to just over one hour to get to Ibadan to go and do an event, can take you a whole day on a bad day. Then, uh, like, like we mentioned earlier, funding is a big issue. You know, it's a capital-intensive business. When you're trying to get funds and you're hearing that you're going to be paying 28 30%, 35% per annum. You can imagine by the time you break even, it's going to take you a very long time. And then professionalism. It's difficult to find staff that are professional, no matter how much you train them. So, but we've been lucky. We've, uh, along the line, we established a training school, which acts as a feeder into our staff structure. So that has helped. This school that you talk about, is this specifically for your use or is for the public? 
it's for our use and for the public. But we started off uh, wanting to give back and also for wanting to have our staff properly trained before they even come in. And that's it on this episode of Now. I am Juliet Obata. 